Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on Thursday the 23rd of July. In the news today, Sonny Bill Williams nears return. the uh, Cheronaki Mountaineers are back on top. Wellington Phoenix are soaring. Um, and uh, yes, it's a bit of a quiet news day, I will be honest, um, The uh, this Thursday. But hey, we will take you through it all so that you can start your day the best way. Up to date with all the important sports news here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And in the football um, overnight or last night, um, the Wellington Phoenix beats the beats Perth Glory 1-2, um, which was, I say, important for them because they have games in hand um, which allow them to have control over their fate, but they do have to win them. Um, they uh, sit third in the table at the moment. Top of the table is uh, Sydney FC on 51 points, so miles ahead. Um, Melbourne City are in second with 40 points. And then Wellington Phoenix, uh, but but on 23 games. And Wellington Phoenix on 22 games um, are are in third place on 39 points. So if they win their game in hand, um, they will climb up to second, which will be important come finals time. So uh, good. um, So the the Wellington Phoenix's next game, which is on Saturday against Adelaide United, um, will be another important one. So all going well for the Phoenix at the moment. Moving over to England and in the EPL, um, Aston Villa um, beats Arsenal 1-0. Um, and that was a big game. Arsenal um, a mid-table, so not for them so much, but more for Aston Villa, as that means they climbed up to 17th, which doesn't sound very high, folks, but it's one place above the relegation zone, um, which is important, for, obviously, for them. Uh, they are on equal points with Watford, who are in 18th now. Um uh, with one game remaining. So that last game is going to be all important um, there. Also, um, West Ham um, sit currently in 16th place. Um, they're drawing one all with Man United live now. Uh, if they get that one point for that draw, 
that will see them safe in 16th. So it will be it will come down to those two sides. Well, and also um, Bournemouth, who are on 31 points. So all are very tight at the bottom there. Um, Man United will uh, that draw will climb up to fourth, which means they automatically get into an automatic European place. Moving Leicester City down to fifth. So yes, all uh, all to play for still in the EPL over in England. And I'm going to hand you over to Ashwin, who's going to take us through our cricket update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our listeners and viewers there on the interweb. And in our cricket news today, Eastwick pleased with the West Indians quartet. In fewer than two weeks, the West Indian pace quartet has bowled 284 overs. That's 80 by Kimar Roach, 70 by Shannon Gabriel, 56 by Alzari Joseph, and 78 by the captain, Jason Holder. However, Roddy Eastwick, the assistant coach, isn't concerned by the workload and believes his charges will be ready to go for the third and deciding test starting at Old Trafford on Friday. He says they're pulling up quite well as they have been ready to go on the nets and that they'll be just held overnight. Other than the net sessions, they're getting to have their feet up as they prepare for that aforementioned third test. Now, in the England camp, Jimmy Anderson believes that Broad and himself are part of the strongest bowling attack for England. If we're both fit and England are picking their strongest bowling attack, we'd be in that, he said Anderson. Broad was left out of the first test in Southampton and Anderson was left out of the second in Manchester. In saying that, Anderson also commented he didn't think they'll play every test together, but would love the opportunity in the future. Former England captain Michael Vaughan's chipped in and believes that Joffre Archer, Mark Wood and Ollie Stone need to have more game time to build towards the next Winter's Ashes series as pace will be crucial against the Australians. Now, that's the British winter, obviously. And join us on Swinging for the Hip tonight. We will review the last test between the West in England and the West Indies and look forward to the decider starting again, as we mentioned before, on Friday. We'll also look at... 3TC match that was played in South Africa over the weekend, that three-team cricket, 3TC. And if we get time, we'll go over a reshuffled World Cups after the announcement this week that the men's T20, T20 World Cup has been postponed. So join us for your cricketing fix right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're swinging from the hip tonight, 8 p.m. New Zealand time. And Paul, that's our cricketing news for today. Thank you very much, Ashwin. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen now. going to take us through our birthdays. Good morning, Paul, and good morning, everybody, to tuning into NZ Sports Radio and Birthdays today. A prolific point-scoring fullback, a Fijian-born All Black, and finally a 2003 Queen's Birthday Honours List netballer. That's where we start this morning. Linda Wagner, born this day, the 23rd of July, 1971, in Auckland, is an international netball coach and former representative player from New Zealand. Wagner played as a circle defender and was a member of the New Zealand netball team, the Silver Ferns, from 93 through to the end of 2002, ending up earning 61 caps. She was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit in 2003. Queen's birthday honours for services to netball. That's Linda Wagner. Moving right along, Seta Tamanivalu, born at this day, the 23rd of July 1992, is a Fijian-born New Zealand rugby union player and former All Black. Tamanivalu played at centre and occasionally on the wing for Taranaki, the Chiefs, 
and the Crusaders in Super Rugby. Tony Tamani Valu linked up with Bordeaux in the French Top 14 in 2018. Let's set to And uh, finally this uh, morning, that pretty much uh, wraps, wraps it up in birthdays. Just the uh, just the two birthdays this morning. Sorry, beg your pardon. There is one more. Uh, Adrian Cashmore, born this day, the 23rd of July, 1973, in Tokoroa, New Zealand. He is a New Zealand rugby union player who played for both Auckland and Bay of Plenty provincially and Auckland Blues and the Chiefs in Super Rugby. Cashmore, who was a prolific point scorer, also made two appearances for the All Blacks in spent a season playing for Ospreys in Wales. That's it for birthdays this time. Take two. Back to you, Paul. Be back with some league news. Thank you very much, uh, Stephen. I've got the opportunity to interview uh, Tamana Valu. Um, a couple of, well, just before he left um, to go to uh, over to France. And uh, yeah, he says he'd come back to um, Taranaki. So uh, that's that's really his home nowadays. So yeah, hopefully um, he'll return back there and get himself involved in um, the sport. Uh, you're listening to New Zealand Sports Radio, your best way to start the day up to date with all the important sports news. Um, and uh, um, a correction uh, to a piece we talked about yesterday, which was the um, parliamentary uh, um, rugby um, game that's uh, taking place this weekend at 2.30. We said that um, uh, Ashley Brown would be uh, um, would be playing uh, at 7, but actually he's been given the 13 jersey. Um, so there he's in the centres, not uh, um, not off the scrum. Um, uh, and uh, it was also... Um, so yeah, so so uh, yeah. Sorry for that uh, incorrect uh, information we gave you yesterday. Um, our thoughts go out to uh, Brett Impey, who has been diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin lymphonia. Um, he will be undergoing um, uh, chemotherapy treatment over the next uh, three to four months, um, and uh, currently he is still um, at work. So uh, we wish him all the best to speedy recovery um, for uh, for that. Um, uh, what what will be a a, a a sort of blood or lymphatic cancer uh, in there? I'm going to hand you back now to Stephen, who's going to take us through our NRL update. Thank you, Paul. Um, good everybody in uh, league news this morning. SBW set for a uh, sensational uh, switch. Todd Payton disappointed with other NRL clubs. And speaking of Todd Payton, he has put the experienced Adam Blair on notice. But it's with uh, Sonny Bill Williams we start our uh, league news with this morning. The uh, Sydney Roosters are one of the NRL Premiership favourites and they could get even stronger with the club reportedly on the verge of signing SBW. According to the Sydney Morning Herald, the club is in negotiations with the uh, 34-year-old on a deal which could see him for the final four rounds of the season before partaking in a finals campaign. Williams has been linked with an NRL return after his Super League club, Toronto Wolfpack, withdrew uh, from the uh, competition. Roosters boss Nick Politis had lunch with Williams manager Coda Nassar this week and the veteran admitted he wouldn't make an NRL comeback without consulting with Politis. The idea of playing in the NRL has real appeal to me and I wouldn't go down that road without speaking to Nick Politis first, uh, Williams told Channel 9 News. Moving right along, Warriors interim coach Todd Payton says he feels let down 
by other NRL clubs who are refusing to help out the uh, Warriors in their final hour of need. The club are looking for five lane players to replace those returning or have already returned to New Zealand. And it's looking increasingly unlikely that they'll get anybody. Speaking to the media on Wednesday, Peyton said uh, clubs have been saying in the media that they appreciate the sacrifices the Warriors have made. Of course they have. They've been saying that since the beginning of the season. The reality is, when it's come to nitty-gritty, hey, it's all about getting our team across the line first and not worrying about that. So they appreciate the sacrifices the Warriors have made and want to help out, but have been saying things very different behind closed doors. Sounds a little bit like the NRL promising four players they'd be able to bring their families over. That was never going to happen. You've got to go through the government first. There are a lot of clubs going through injuries at the moment. There are some clubs making it hard for us to get alone players. Peyton said Peyton was then asked if he felt let down by other NRL teams and confirmed he did. Absolutely. He said, I think there are several clubs and coaches that will say publicly that we're doing a great thing and would love to help us out and would do anything uh, to help to do that. But when it comes to the crunch, they're not in. So that's very, very disappointing. And uh, yeah, it's... Seriously, at the end of at the end of the day, this is a competition, and it comes down to clubs looking after their own, regardless of what's said. And uh, just a couple of final stories: <clears throat> Adam Blair's future at the Warriors looks increasingly uncertain, with interim coach Todd Payton saying he would have dropped the Test veteran if it wasn't for his experience. According to uh, to uh, media outlets, Blair made just 45 metres from five runs during the side's loss to Cronulla. He also missed three tackles and made one errors. K.O. K.O. No, that's an advertising. That poor showing has seen him drop to the bench ahead of this weekend's clash with the Roosters at the expense of rookie Jermaine Tonoa-Brown and Panthers uh, lone Jack Hetherington. And uh, one more story I'm going to touch on uh, this morning. Now, there's a real battle going on. Uh, for a very, very young player between both rugby and league. Uh, Joseph uh, Suali, who's only uh, 16 years old. Now, he apparently signed a reported 1.7 million NRL deal spread across three years with the uh, uh, Rabbitohs last month. But then, apparently, he's now done a backflip on the deal to sign a $3 million contract deal uh, with Rugby Australia. Uh, however, uh, CEO Rob Clark, however, said that figure is incorrect. Now, I think uh, Rob Clark is the current CEO of Australia at this time. But, Paul, I'm, that pretty much wraps up uh, league news. But what do you think of that? Is that figure a little bit out there, given uh, Australia's uh, precarious situation uh, financially? It has uh, definitely caused a, uh, a stir over in Australia, because obviously there's uh, a lot of players, well, all the players had to take pay cuts, uh, and Australia really have laid off a lot of people. So yes, it, the the optics of it are very poor. Um, the uh, but um, yeah, you think that that would have to be loaded with bonuses. Um, uh, what yeah. if that is the number that uh, he has to has to achieve X number of caps um, and that kind of thing? So yeah, you'd say that um, there is possibly some. Um, Truth in the number, but it's very un- but probably unlikely that it'll actually achieve that number um, because of the way that it's structured would be my guess, um, which is why I think why the where 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 the discussion will be. But um, the Australian media has been known to exaggerate numbers before. Um, 
for example, the Israel Folau payout was supposed to be X amount and it turned out to be something much, much lower. So yes, um, so there could be, it's, yeah, I would take the numbers with a pinch of salt really, um, you're quite right. Also, Paul, the other thing I just want to get quickly get your opinion on, obviously not a lot of news around this morning, but probably something interesting uh, to discuss that it seems as though a lot of those NRL clubs also, you know, they kind of admire what the Warriors do in terms of the sacrifices they made. You know, you kind of often think to yourself, they, when they're making those comments, they're almost just thinking about themselves going, yeah, we've got a competition up and running because everybody's committed it, committed to it. But when pushes really come to shove, it comes down to those individual teams looking after their own. Don't you agree? No, absolutely. And you've got to say that um, do, again, are they looking after only the fact that if they don't have the Warriors, would that breach um, some of their um, TV obligations and broadcast obligations? Therefore, they wouldn't get so much money. Um, maybe that's uh, it's more down to that than, than anything else um, for some of the clubs. Um, I, I personally I do like a comment I heard from the NRL a few years back, which was they compete on the pitch and collaborate off the pitch. Um, and they need to remember that, that, that they're stronger as a uh, as a competition than as an individual. You've got to have somebody to play against. And that's something that New Zealand right. rugby can be learned from as well. well. Well, one question before I go, and I'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll leave everybody with this uh, this thought. Where is Peter Valande's stance on this? Because the silence is deafening right now. Very true. Yep. And, and for a man who is known for being outspoken and making a noise, yeah, you're right. He's, uh, <laughs> his absence is, uh, is, is definitely felt. <laughs> Moving on then to um, Snow Sports. And uh, Snow Sports New Zealand yesterday announced that uh, the New Zealand Junior Freeride Tour will be back in 2020, um, taking place at the Remarkables on the 5th and 6th of September, followed up by Mount Olympus on the uh, 10th to the 13th of September. Um, and that's being uh, sponsored by Sun God, uh, who make um, sunglasses. So great to see that tournament is um, back up and running. So if you're a junior, junior free rider, um, get signed up for that, folks. Uh, in the Sal's NBL last night, we had two games. Uh, the Taranaki Mountaineers beat the Nelson Giants 102 to 95. Um, and the Canterbury Rams... Um, poor run continues. Um, they lost 81-90 to the Auckland Huskies. Um, that means that uh, the Taranaki Mountaineers join the Otago Nuggets and the Manawatu Jets with uh, 16 points at the top of the table, um, but have played one more game. Um, then there's a bit of a gap forming now down to the um, Auckland Huskies uh, and the Franklin Bulls. Uh, in fourth equal, both on 12 points uh, before we drop down again. Another two-game two gap to the Nelson Giants and then the Canterbury Rams at the bottom there on six points. So, um, yes. Uh, and this evening, uh, a big game is uh, being lined up. First off, we'll have the Franklin Bulls against the Taranaki Mountaineers. So that would let some, that would enable the Airs to go top there of the um, uh, table. Um, but uh, then we have the top two facing off in the second game this evening, the Otago Nuggets versus the Manawa Two Jets. That could be an absolute cracking game. So uh, do dial into that on Sky Sports um, this evening. You are now up to speed with all of the important sports news. 
Don't forget, you can listen to uh, New Zealand Sports Radio on the go. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, or your favourite pod catcher. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the morning sports briefing. And don't forget, you get your cricket fix this evening with Swinging from the Hip at 8pm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.